Good morning, children. <laughs> it is so hilarious to me. I had an amazing night of rest. It is Saturday morning, 7.30. Been up for a little bit, and I'm in a really good mood. So, but anyways, um, thankful for that. But as you can see on the screen here, you know, um, she's a comedian. I've been coming across her. Um, I used to watch her back in the days, and I guess when I got a new... Um, like new channel then uh i just have to add her to my follow her again and so you know uh i say she's a comedian go check her out it's funny i think it's uh one of those podcasts where it's important for young women to see too that have that are don't have children and are considering going the childless route i mean that are childless and are going you know, kind of thinking, well, I can just have one, you know, and kind of foot the bill. Uh, I know I've done a podcast breaking down how much it costs at a minimum to raise a child on your own. I um, have always wanted to have a father for the child type of a thing. And I think the more I became aware of what's going on, I think, and, and it's just say it for what it is, right? Um, up until the past couple of years, um, it just felt that it's not something I could guarantee, I think. And so, but but I put a lot of weight and emphasis. And I think that even with the dating choices that I made, um, it was in the back of my mind that this would be, a, even if we were separated, they would be somewhat of good role models for for the children um one thing that's really interesting and i think that's probably why i clicked on this too is let's just play with this from an angle that i haven't talked about before or heard anyone else before but i, I kind of have to um i'm not the original person of this the first i heard about this was a story i had heard about um a young man that his father had, you know, was out of the picture and, you know, refused to just show up and, um, period, until it was time for them to graduate from high school. And it's, you know, you hear a lot of men <laughs> really think that in 2022, you're going to finesse your child and that your child is stupid enough to believe that um, your mom, the mom kept the child from their parents when really he, you know, he didn't want to be around. And in part because he thought that, um, he wouldn't have to pay child support. I know that there's still, uh, I think old school. And I, I used to think like this too, is kind of like, well, I don't even care if you, if you, uh, pay child support. What's important is that he or she spends quality time with their father, you know, um, and which, which, that, that's, that's, that's not what this is about. What I want to get to is some of y'all pappies owe your children at a minimum 150k, right? If you haven't been paying your child support, you know, and this woman has been footing the bill and that's at a minimum. I mean, um, I shared this stat with my parents the other day. They have four children, y'all. 
for children and um, private school braces travel um, and for the most part single parent home single income home and uh, my mom would chip in here and there um, especially once we got older and um, it is one of those things where I'm going to keep it 100 with you all Four of us kids were all over six feet tall, okay, including yours truly by one inch. <laughs> but as, as one of my brothers, a couple of my brothers taught me to be proud, I, I would be telling them at a young age, I don't even think I was past high school, like, I'm 5'11", knowing damn well I was pretty much taller than that at that point. And one of my brothers told me, he's like, you need to be proud to be tall. And of course, this is from a boy's perspective type of thing. And um, just remember embracing being 6'1". But what comes with that type of genetic makeup is, um, keep in mind, tall kids, all in sports. Um, but the thing is, with boys, they eat a lot. I have seen it in Live and Living Color. Um, I've shared my stories with you. Um, I remember when Costco first came out and they told my parents about it. And my parents were like, oh, this is amazing. We're just going to go and stock up on the food and then we can feed these kids type of a thing. And um, that's before we used to go to Stater Brothers. And so uh, I remember us getting the two, kind of like the two for one. And remember having conversations about myself included, I could get a good eight ounce of milk eight ounces of milk and just chug it first thing in the morning after a basketball game before and the thing is I really do think even though uh you hear old people say that the quality of milk is not the same that it is now you can get me to touch milk with this six foot pole like I just um and it, I think that even back then it, you could tell the difference about it but the more I started to educate myself too about even things like milk um, just kind of don't have a taste for it. And then one of my other favorite ones that I, I like to share about with my younger brothers is, long story short, didn't like eating breakfast. And I remember um, when I, you know, first grade, sometimes I wouldn't eat breakfast and I felt like I was getting away with it. So um, my mom would go to the car to get me, you know, take me to school. And um, I would feel like I'm getting away with not eating my cereal or my toast or whatever, what have you, and happened for a long time. And then when we were just a little bit older, like maybe second and third grade, I was just like, yeah, I haven't been getting in trouble. Like, I don't even like breakfast. Da, da, da. And so one of my brothers told me, it was like, well, the reason you're not getting in trouble is because we would wait until you would, mom would take you to school and then we would eat the rest of your food. <laughs> so boys eat a lot. I know I've talked about um, the health complications too that women have when they have sons. If y'all haven't already, you know, communicated with your mom, reached out to your mom, showed appreciation to your mom. It's something that comes, I think, with upbringing and, and how people have conversations surrounding your mother, too. It's something I've had to to also learn the older I, I get and just be more appreciative of both of my parents and 
that is a blessing to get to this point and even transition from child to friend, you know, type of a thing, but still holding that respect. Um, and so, but with all of that being said, you know, uh, there's the, I, I think that, you know, I'm learning to balance and it's one of those things where I can't, and I say this, give advice to men. I, I find myself in a position where I feel like it has to come from mano a mano type of a thing. Um, and I talk woman to woman type of a thing. But I do. Oh, this is hard. I'm talking about the financial aspect that, you know, a lot of men aren't around financially for their children. And I would say, you know, like I said, a lot of you owe your children at least 150000 And when you start to look at the dynamics, right? Because since we're trying to do 50-50, right? Since we're trying to do 50-50, or that's the modern, you know, traditionally, um, the way I grew up, the wife stays at home, takes care of the kids. I really like that. I've shared a, um, a little bit of my upbringing and m- with my mom being a teacher, um, how that helped play a role too in, in how they raised us. And these were things they talked about when they were dating and um, or courting because back then it was courting. I wouldn't even want to put the word dating on anything that the way my parents met because the way I view dating today it's like dating equals sex so it's like oh well I was dating this person for three months and it just didn't work out you were you were (laughs) for three months and that's what it is It's, it's not like there was an intention towards something greater you know or or um with a certain outcome in mind so but um I I know what it's like to have the father in the home. And the the thing that I'm becoming more and more grateful is for is my dad didn't have a dad. His dad passed away when he was two, I believe, two or three. And um, considering all of that without having a role model in the home, still, you know, enjoys being around his kids and you know, absolutely loves being a husband. It's so funny. Uh, he had to kind of like split me and my mom up the other day, like not like in the sense that we were all driving somewhere and me and my mom got a little bit like finicky with each other, but it's retrograde energy. And then he's the whole time defending my mom. And he's like, well, some people that I'm like, well, who was some people? And it's like, are you talking about me? If it's just me, just say my name. And he's but he's just as funny too because he'd be kind of like getting the jabs in and sometimes and he would just kind of listen and be like well some people and I'm like I know he's doing this because um he knows it gets under my skin sometimes too and then they'll laugh about it and they think it's funny but um there's the 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 protect there's the let me let me try to because it is early morning right and so I'm still Waking up, but this is what I really wanted to take. I'm gonna say this. So at 11:45, I'm gonna put a flag. Let me hit it right now. So here's what I want you to take away from this: the the monetary component, right? That 
like some of y'all, like I said, owe your children at least the hundred and fifty thousand. I would hope that you would split that with the mother, you know, or something like that, because she took on the toll and filled in that gap. But when you start to look at socioeconomically, right? I have been learning. I've been learning, right, from just even the, you know, how how to shape my thinking from the women that I listen to. If you look at it from a socioeconomic standpoint, that 150000 that you were deprived of, you know, um, could go towards tuition, right? So now you're not having to take out student loans. You could e- easily spend twenty to 50000 of that interest-free, you know, to get a degree and to further advance yourself, right? Um you can use that to for down payment on a house, on a car, put it towards retirement, investing, right? Um, think about that, right? Think about that. And even when you think of, talk about the implications of, of a healthy lifestyle, you know, um, and the quality of life. And a lot of times we, the older we get, the way that we were raised and our eating lifestyles become habits and it starts to manifest into um, diseases because we didn't eat the healthiest when we were growing up or we weren't as active as we needed to be or we didn't have the best health care. A lot of, you know, one thing I'm grateful for too is my parents got me those braces. They didn't have to get me braces, you know, um... And it definitely, absolutely was a sacrifice type of a thing, too. And um, it kind of explains why we have those economic disparities also in the black community, right? And it, it kind of is interesting because... <clears throat> I'm just using the 50-50 model that y'all modern men say you want women to have. So if you're looking at approximately 300000 to raise a child from 0 to 18, then yeah, you're looking at paying out at least 150 to 150000 um, that will go towards the betterment of that child, you know? Some of us don't really understand, you know, I think I was going to say that the second component was the importance of the father in the home. I think that's a, ho- a horse that we have beaten to death. Um, and it might come up, I might address it with another, you know, I might have another tool or another video or something that we can kind of talk about that a little bit. But I guess for today, it's about... Um, the financial implications sometimes people don't understand things until they hear it in a different way or a different perspective and you know what we've been talking a little bit about how moving towards the end of this year y'all are really going to put some respect on women on the um, names of the women in your life because you're going to start to figure out you know the contributions and the sacrifices that they had to make and a lot of you come from you know you have siblings so if you have two um if it's you and one other sibling that's 
at least 600000 that your mom would have come up with to put a roof over your head, you know, put clothing on your back, put food on your table, and at a bare minimum, right? And so, um, I don't think we show our mothers, you know, and our single mothers, you know, um, enough appreciation. It's just something for you to think about. I think for both divine feminines and divine masculines, I think that if you start to realize how much your parents did, you know, and, um, as much inner work as I've had to do on myself, I don't even have children, but like I've mentioned, both my parents are not perfect. I certainly am not perfect. And so sometimes it can, you can kind of feel a certain way about the, parenting styles but at the end of the day knowing what I know now um it's you know there's something special to be said about the mother that stays right the woman that stays the the one who doesn't just up and leave and the one who if you know is out there working and uh, the, one of the terms that we had, and I did have this a little bit too with where I was growing up. And I also saw it like the community that I was in. Um, some of the kids were on the wealthier side, both parents affluent and um, had their own practice and type of thing. And so they were latchkey kids and um, they would come home and they would know how to... Um, um, oldest kid drive to pick up the, the siblings, drive them home, um, heat up their own food, could watch whatever they want, make their homework, and then parents get home later in the day. Um, and or they had a, a nanny or um, person that would come to the house and stay with them type of a thing. So, but all of that, so, you know, the parents are out trying to... Um, provide for them and it's just something to think about right um <laughs> and again it's kind of funny too like just go check her out too we we could use a little bit of humor too but there's truth in the humor i see i'm looking at the comments and a lot of people are talking about braces that'll get you every single time and i think you know <clears throat> Think about it. I've mentioned this before. Um, even, you know, and, and, and y'all can tell when something grinds my gears and you're <laughs> going to hear it over and over and over again. But when you have somebody like Crimson Cure saying that women are, you know, going to college to contribute their raggedy 60000 per year, you know, income, even if you were to multiply that for two years, right? Um, that would be a hundred and twenty thousand. That's not even anywhere close to the hundred and and um fifty thousand that that you would need to contribute, right? And a lot of times you're doing fifty fifty, so you are also splitting fifty percent for you know your partner's gas, for his food, for his clothing, um. If you have pets, 
right? Um, lifestyles like vacations and um, and that type of thing too. So it, it kind of spills over to that, to the partner too. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then another, so here's another thing too. Um, they're mentioning in the comments like daycare and... Um, I've kind of mentioned this mortgage and, and car insurance. Um, school supplies will get you every single time. And then now we have things like technology. So they need laptops, iPads, right? Um, okay, let's see what it says here. Yeah, people are just sharing their experience. <laughs> this is a young lady. Or she looks young, but she says, I, I just told my daughter, I don't care y'all marry. Don't have no mo chill childs. <laughs> and don't plus you don't stop raising ch childrens. Yeah, I yeah. I I could tell you that is true. It says, um Hmm. Let's close out with this one. It says, uh, this is by Casey Adler. A black woman, no surprise, age 37. Job CNA, part-time in the Jack, part-time Jack in the Box employee. No college education with six kids. She's never going to earn that amount and had to, the, had nerve to give financial advice. <laughs> At the end of the article, she believes parents should plan costs as they consider having kids. Um... The article was wrong on so many levels, yet the number is higher and most under-earning people need relatives and friends to make up the difference for their choices. Um, pampers, formula, camp, right? Uh, toys and... Um, yeah, so she's saying that this article was written. And I have to go back and just double check. Who um wrote the article? Is it one of us, y'all? Hold on, let me put the volume down. Let me look. And so, oh, yeah. I don't know if the thumbnail is the actual woman. Hmm. All right, so, yeah, let me... It is beautiful outside. We are going into fall weather and so um it's sunny outside all right so let me let me get off of here something to think about right something to think about and i'm going to try to remember the 11:45 mark is where i get to the point of what i'm trying to, to say about this article which is you know y'all need a, you you really need to have a conversation i think it's going to be interesting for the men to Think about how their dads owe them at least $150,000. And I think one of the other things that came to mind, too, is I've been talking about, you know, this new generation, they're not to be played with. I don't blame them. I have a lot of respect in many ways for the ones who really get it and have the cognitive skills um, because um, 
these are the same men who are going to turn around and, and they're going to come around when they ask, when they need that kidney. And when they need someone to buy them their prescription and to take time off from work and to visit them at the, the you know, facility and, and or take time to figure out which nursing facility is going to be the best to take care of them, which nurse is going to be the best to um, take care of them. So not only the facility, but and or in-house care and or assisted living. In many ways, if you can even afford that, you're going to be depending on these children to check by check on you and to um, buy you groceries on the way to and from work and check in on you to make sure that your heat and your AC is working and that you haven't fallen and broken your your hip and can't get up. Right. And um, God forbid anything happens to you now they're having to stay with you or if you get a heart attack or or stroke, you know, um, or sometimes get Alzheimer's and, and dementia. And it's kind of like you have the audacity. And I think that one of the things I was trying to highlight earlier about the young man is, you know, when the parents, when the when the father thought he was going to pull the wool over his son's eyes and not be in his life and wait until literally graduation weekend, want to be there and then start up a, a, a flurry of texts and conversations that he didn't have with him the whole 18 years and the son was like you know it's cool you know but you owe at least 80,000 in child support and the father just decided to just go back underground it's like it's way more than that that is way more conservative right it's it's you're looking at upwards of 150,000 per child right and so you think that these children don't realize when they become adults how much their mothers are sacrificing, especially as we're heading towards the end of 2022, you know, and we're having more conversations about how much she foot the bill for a lot of these things. And the fathers think like, ha ha ha, well, I didn't have to pay child support, so um, they're just going to think that their mom, you know, kept me away and I'm going to feed her, feed them lines about how this, that, and the third and, and then, um, try to, um, have, have a relationship with your children and it's hard. It, you know, it is not fair to them because there's, it is important to have a good role model in the home. Um, I'm not even going to try to advocate for fathers that um, are going to be just as bad or worse. It's almost better in many cases that they're not there, unfortunately. And But now it's like um, they wanted to build a relationship with this person. And in many ways, it's just as manipulative or leeching because it's kind of like, well, I'm going to need someone to take care of me in my old age, you know, and I can um, count on my sons or daughters to wipe my ass or change my diaper and or have the girlfriend or the wife, you know, um, take on that responsibility. Listen, I one thing, I, hmm, you couldn't have me be the wife to someone who wasn't there for my husband. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you expect me to go buy his prescription? And so then now I have to divorce 
the love of my life because you weren't in his life. And I'm sure as hell not going to, mm -mm, I'm not there yet. And so then <laughs> this is probably why where I'm at, but it's like something for you to think about, you know, I think even for women, it's kind of like, you're going to see this dynamic where if you have a companion or significant other, there's, we all know this, women tend to burn the candlestick on both ends. You're taking care of your children and taking care of your parents and his parents in many cases. And so um, it's one thing if it's moms, right? It's one thing if it's moms, but if it's like this dad wasn't there for his son, didn't pay child support, tries to pull the hustle, the whole Cupid hustle and like, um, n you know, not come in and all of a sudden just after graduation and when they're 21, now they want to build a relationship or even kind of just live the player lifestyle until, you know, that arthritis starts to kick in and the, the you know, the high blood pressure starts to kick in and now they need somebody to check in on them. And now they, you know, want you to visit for Christmas. Like, mm, I don't know. Something for you to think about. Y'all, I am hungry. Oh, my goodness. Let me get out of here.